0: we might look back at this time and be like i can't believe that the government did this yeah. you know somebody saw this 50 years from now i think this will be so interested to hear that like you had a business that was restricted by the government for doing something as simple as being in a room and stretching yeah on a more immediate thing like it makes me think about how right now there's a whole generation of people who either saw businesses close or experienced Mm -hmm. what you experienced and you have to figure out like like i'm really interested on how you move forward from that Mm -hmm. and your mindset with that but if you could just kind of like explain to me the exact timeline because i'm a little unfamiliar with it of like when you started your business and then like how far
1: Uh, before COVID
0: and then you know what happened with that
1: yeah so I had the idea that uh, in 2018 and then in 2019 a friend in the summertime came to me and she said she was like I really want to open up a wellness studio which was like a yoga studio and in the Northeast that I live in um, there was really no yoga studios Northeast is like a little behind in that department so like yoga was like a very new thing and it was like it was time it felt like it was time um and I was like, "Hell's yeah, we're gonna do this!" And in November of 2019, it we opened oh my it. Gosh. Yeah, we opened it. Yeah. So and like was- you,
0: you could have opened your studio the day the virus left the yeah, lab. Literally, like literally, that is, oh yeah, literally, literally. Yeah, literally.
1: And it was like, <laughs> oh my god. Listen, I'm a very spiritual person, so I see the bigger picture and everything. And it was a total learning experience for both of us. And I do believe everything was meant to happen the way it did. But, um, we definitely didn't see you coming. So yeah. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. And it was like, so November and everything was going really, really well. It was a, definitely a big learning experience to open up a studio in the Northeast for people that were a little more resistant to it. Uh And that was a big, that was a big wait. And to see people starting to come out to the studio where like we were starting to get like the yoga classes. Um, I was doing energy healings there. Um, and yeah, it was just it, people were coming. Like it was it was honestly really good and we were doing really good That's right, cool. like from the right from the start. Yeah. That's awesome. Um and then in I guess it was when did it, everything shut down? I guess it was March.
0: March, yeah. yeah so you had like, like 4 months. Literally
1: 4 months, yeah. And then everything shut down and I was like at first I was like there's no way that there's no way. There's no way that this would end this soon. Like there's no way that this would affect us like that. Um, and it did, it's, we had to shut everything down. It was really, really, yeah, it was tough. So how
0: did that work as far as like, you know, you have this yoga studio and then, you know, like as a citizen Mm -hmm. who does not have a business, like when I, um, I guess the closest thing, even Uber, I think Uber, you could still drive. It's just the fact that nobody else was driving, you know, or nobody was going anywhere. So it didn't make sense to drive Uber because you couldn't nobody's going to work nobody's going to the airport nobody's going to the bars or restaurants so there was literally no rides to be had but like as a business owner um like does the state send you a letter or so
1: that was the thing uh it was like known that we every everything had to shut down but like for a small business like us we weren't really on the radar and i kind of thought we could still some do some things there I think what really shocked me and what really – it was like one thing to have the government say like, okay, we're going to shut down for a little bit. I didn't really believe it at first.
0: Yeah, I didn't. I, I was didn't of the believe camp. that. Yeah. I'm a huge college basketball fan. Yeah. I was like, no way. March Madness is coming up. That's what there's I mean. There's so, they so would much never, ad revenue Well, yeah. no, get- In my <laughs> head, I was
1: like, there's no way that right. anybody would allow this. So, right, right. And the there's no thing. way everyone would stop their lives. I think what – shocked me the most because I was like, there's no way this is going to happen. Okay, we're going to shut down for a little bit. I thought we'd be back up and running. But I think what shocked me the most was a lot of people, it wasn't so much that the government was like saying you need to shut down. It was the people that were watching the studio. It kind of almost felt like everybody was on alert to, do you remember how it felt? Like everyone was watching you, like they were watching you while you were driving or they were watching you while you were going here and there. And that's what really shocked me because it felt like it was one thing to feel like the government was going to maybe come after you, but it was another thing to feel like your entire neighborhood might snap on you or tell on you. Really? And that was like, that's yeah. what kind of blew me, blew me away the most
0: kind of like the compliance. of Yeah. The-, the
1: compliance of it, which I get, you know, people were scared and they were doing, they didn't understand they were doing what they were doing, but I never felt that kind of control and restriction before. And it, sh- it was shocking. It was like shocking to my nervous system. And it was like, it was like, holy shit, like, it's, I don't, what's going to, what's going to happen because it's, it's, the government opens us back up, our people are people just going to be okay? Like, it was weird. It was yeah. really weird, you know? Wow,
0: that, see, this is exactly why I wanted to yeah. hear your perspective because I never thought about how, like, jarring that would feel to, I'm, I'm just trying to process it now, yeah. like, to have... To be concerned more about your neighbors, yeah, either yeah. calling on you or protest, or just you yeah. know, just the way they treat you, you know, like you it's, don't even, yeah. it could just be the way they treat you. Yeah. I understand.
1: It felt like Big Brother all everywhere. I have never, I've never really felt that. I felt, and I feel like it was. I, if if like I can imagine what it feel like in a co- in a country where you literally are being watched by cameras all the time because that's yeah. what it felt like 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 I remember like going to stores it felt like that like you there were people watching you because they were like policing you and yeah. they, that I understand why people were doing that but I mean, it is, it's traumatic. It's extremely traumatic. So, like, there were times where I'd walk into the studio and I'd be like, I hope nobody saw me. Or I'd be leaving the house, there'd be no cars on the street, and be like, oh my God, am I going to get in trouble for being on the street? Like, like, why is nobody else on the street? Like, and you felt the judgment. You felt the judgment. It wasn't like, like, people judged you, you know? So, it was, yeah, that was probably the most traumatic part of it, because, um... It's one thing for the government to shut you down. That's a holiday sometimes. But it's another thing to have like an entire area potentially watching you. And, you know, we already kind of were up against an area that wasn't fully open to yoga yet. You know, like when you bring something that high vibrational into a place that's not there yet, it can be triggering for people. So we had people before COVID even came. We had people almost be like, why do you have a yoga studio here? Like, you know, they weren't ready for it. But they were opening up to it, and then that happened, and it was like, "What?" Yeah. Like it was like, "Yeah, it was enhanced." So it kind of it did suck for a for a while there. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I feel like there's such there's got to be a quote like I'm I, I I feel like I see like this like ominous figure in a movie like in a dark room wearing a cloak, and he's like, "Why?" Like wh- the the government doesn't have to enforce it; we can just turn the people on themselves. Kind did. of idea, and it did, and it's yeah. making me think. Like I remember going into philly uh my buddy lived in like graduate hospital and i remember parking my car and walking and i'm like is there a mask mandate i don't know about because i'm outside walking and everybody else it it dawned on me i'm like i'm the only one without a mask. am i missing something here and my and to your point too i also thought about my buddy would tell me he lived in that uh, neighborhood and he would tell me like if he was going for a jog and he wasn't wearing a mask like Mm. one time somebody screamed at him across the street saying you're ugly put a mask on yeah and it's like first of all he's a good looking guy if he's listening yeah and it's just like the (laughs) fact the fact that somebody would yell that from across the street yeah you know like that i don't care how extreme you are like you're Mm. not yelling that because you're afraid you're going to catch COVID from across the Mm -hmm. street you're yelling that because
1: someone's out of line somebody Mm -hmm.
0: disagrees with Mm -hmm. you exactly Mm -hmm. yeah and that that's yeah. really making me think of of exactly what you're saying. It, it is kind of wild to think how it wasn't just people disagreed with each other. It was like I'm gonna like prove to you or yeah. get you or yeah. whatever it is well I know? have
1: permission now to get you yeah
0: right right yeah right. and that's
1: what it felt like and it, it kind of it, it it fucks your brain up a little bit it's it's it was a very it was abusive situation everywhere you went because and I understand it everyone was living in fear but how do you how did you expect people to just like like it was normal to not it's normal to breathe air so like why how do you expect people to wrap their head around putting on a mask all of a sudden? When you're out in nature like how did you expect everybody to start following these rules when it's very against our actual physical nature to follow these rules like how did you expect me to not go to my studio that just opened four months ago right like how do you expect me to not want that to work like it was almost i was shutting down everything that was inside of me it makes me want to cry a little bit because i had to shut down everything inside of me just so i didn't make a wave in And it was an invisible wave, but, like, you knew somebody might come for you. Like, it was, it just, it's not a good, it wasn't a good feeling. It wasn't a good feeling, you know? I can't imagine. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember going, I remember I would go home, my family, because they were so afraid. Anytime I would leave the house, they would be like, did you go to the studio? Did you go to the studio? And I'm like, four months ago, you were so proud of me for having the studio studio with my friend, you know? Right. It was really wild. Yeah.
0: Were they afraid you were going to, like, get COVID there? Or mm-hmm. were they afraid someone was going to like call you? They were afraid or? they were
1: going to bring, I was going to bring it home. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, which is understandable, right, right, but right. you know, you can't, what did, what did you expect to meet? What did you expect to happen then? From right. the studio, Right. It would, it closed because of that, you know,
0: and that's, uh, you know, that goes back to like, um, basically that empathy, like, what do you, what do you expect? Like, do you just mm-hmm. expect me to give up, you know, and, and on an even more simpler term, like I think about that lady who yelled at my friend, you're ugly, mm-hmm. right? Like what, what do you expect? Like, oh my God, this woman yelling at me thinks I'm ugly. So let me listen to her yeah. and put a mask on yeah. why I jog now, you yeah. know? And that's another thing that really like shocked me where like, I, trust I can, I mean, I drive Uber. I've, met, mm-hmm. it, I've been thinking a lot recently about how I've had the privilege of meeting literally thousands of people, Mm -hmm. maybe even tens of thousands. I've given over 5,000 rides. And so like, you know, if you do the math, I don't know if it'd be Mm 10,000. Um, but you know, if you, if you average two people ride, Mm -hmm. which again, I'm rambling about the math here, but I'm like, Mm -hmm. I might've met 10,000 people that I shared a car ride with. Mm -hmm. And it's like, so I understand how people can think differently for Mm -hmm. sure. You know, Mm -hmm. but what I can understand is how people who think differently some of the ways they try to
1: enforce
0: it change mm-hmm. your mind or persuade you yeah. or just tell you, it's almost like the result of changing your mind is they don't care about that. They mm-hmm. just want to tell you that you're wrong, yeah, you know, yeah. or maybe they don't know how to communicate. I don't know, you know, yeah. but it, it's something that, that always shocks me. Um, now did you find, because it was yoga, Um, which is like a very, what did you call that? High vibrational? High
1: vibrational, I know you you speak in like more like yoga terms,
0: which I'm not Mm -hmm. like, but I know what you mean by that. It's
1: wellness, it's well-being. Yeah, Yeah. like you say Mm -hmm. say high
0: vibrational, I've never heard it before, Mm -hmm. but I also understand what you mean because I'm like, oh yeah, I know what you mean. You're like, you know, not spacey is the wrong word, but a little like up there in the universe or whatever. Um, But because you were in yoga, a high vibrational industry Mm -hmm. or space or whatever you want to call it, um did you find that like most of the people I know it was new to the northeast mm-hmm. but most of the people that signed on or like coworkers, or people working there like did you find and I'm sure you know even outside of your studio I'm sure you're in touch with like mm-hmm. that community whether mm-hmm. on Facebook mm-hmm. or whatever did you find most of those people were like more um how do I say this were they like in line with just kind of like being and like shocked mm-hmm. that the world was acting the way they were, or did you see them becoming like the enforcers and
1: yeah? So the the um my friend who was with me with the studio and she she really ran so much of that like she was real good with all that because I'm creative so I don't do the business side as much but she um she was on the same page as me um. Just kind but, of like make it work. Yeah, like we'll make it work. It yeah, and she was she was honestly a lot better about it because I was like, we're just gonna stay open. Like this is insane, but she was pretty much on the same page as me. But um, most people, I think, if I don't think people were strong enough, so I think that they were taken pretty quickly. So and so most people kind of fell in line with the that's
0: so shocking.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like so in me that- too. Me too. That's why I I didn't understand. There was a few people that you could tell were like, no, like I'm kind of like you, but they were like, didn't want to make too many waves. But most of them fell in line. Mm-hmm. See, and that's like,
0: you know, in the same vein, I don't want to sound like I'm anti, you know, one thing or the other, or against any sort of side, but like a yoga person refusing the vaccine to me mm-hmm. makes more sense than a nurse re- refusing yeah, the vaccine, you yeah, know? And yeah. in that same vein, like a yoga person accepting
1: mm-hmm.
0: the government protocols it was
1: odd for me it is, Was odd for me too makes less sense yeah. than a
0: nurse accepting yeah. it you know what i mean like, a,
1: I, f- I felt that too but i felt that too i felt like i i kind of was almost side swiped a little bit because i assumed everyone was like me where it was like i'm normal i'm just living normally so i don't understand why you're thinking that that's normal now yeah. like why why would that automatically be normal Yeah, it was, it sides with me. I didn't realize that. It's like, I I would expect
0: a yoga person and sorry if I'm saying yoga person, I don't know a wellness, whatever, Whatever. like holistic Mm -hmm. basically. I would expect that community to be like, Mm -hmm. well, well, just, just, uh, drink some lemon juice and eat some, you know, I have this, you know, weird tea Mm -hmm. concoction Mm -hmm. and you'll never get sick, you know, like that's the way to go. Yeah.
1: There wasn't, I don't know if, I, I don't know if in the Northeast, there's as many of us here, gotcha. like there's in other areas. And I think they all banded together in different areas, but in the Northeast, there wasn't many. And that was something that I felt too, was how isolating it felt. Um, cause it showed what happened with COVID brought up what's been lingering underneath the whole time. There's always been like that enforcing controlling kind of vibe underneath. Just nobody had permission to do it and nobody... It just needed something to come out, yeah. you know? Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah. Do you
0: think in general, though, like maybe not in the Northeast because it's new there, but, you know, whether it's people you follow on Instagram or any podcast you listen to or whatever, like, do you think in general the yoga holistic community? Yeah,
1: they they were pretty much against what gotcha. happened. Okay, yeah. so most that makes of a them, more most sense. Most of them, Well, I'm that's sad. interesting.
0: So that's kind of like, um, that really speaks to, like, who you surround yourself with, mm-hmm. you know? Like,
1: yeah.
0: Um... And it speaks to environments. A lot of people think
1: they're odd man's out, but it's really might just be where you live. Right. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That was something I learned. I was supposed to be in this neighborhood, but I really learned like, oh snap, maybe it's not me. That's the weirdo here. Maybe I'm just not with my people, all my people, you know, or I'm here to help wake up the other people. That are here that are waiting for somebody. Because like I said, a lot of people, there were a group of people that wanted to come to the studio but were too afraid to make waves. It wasn't even about their fear of the virus. It was their fear of the waves. Yeah.
0: Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Now, so like when you say they wanted to come to the studio. So, you know, I remember in Philadelphia, there was a mandatory shutdown Mm -hmm. for two weeks, I believe. Mm -hmm. Like, do you know, like if you stayed, like, did you get a letter, or did you, so actually, so this is what I'm getting getting at, um, the, I was on a road trip in, um, where was I, North Dakota, and we stopped in this little town, I was talking to a guy who went to high school there, there was, um, six people in his graduating class, Mm -hmm. and, uh, talking to the, and we were in this, like, rinky-dink, like, restaurant, bar, the only place you can in this town mm-hmm. right and the guy was telling me how the sheriff would give him a hard time over COVID and he was like how the heck am I supposed to know yeah. that I got shut down like I never got a letter I yeah. never got anything explained to me and the, the sheriff was like they find him like crazy." apparently you know small town drama it sounded mm-hmm. like those two went way back
1: yeah. And they were the bar
0: owner ran over his mailbox one time. <laughs> so it was just like, I think it was about more than COVID. But I thought that was a really interesting point that the bar owner made. He was like, how am I supposed to know yeah. that I'm supposed to shut down? I never got a letter. I never, yeah. you know. So, like, did you just see on the news and you just had this idea where, if like, if I'm open, I'll mm-hmm. get fined? or?
1: To be honest, I can't remember. If Elizabeth, if you're watching this, I feel like Elizabeth <laughs> might have got the letter. Um, I'm pretty sure we got a letter. But... It was just an awareness that even in my head, the way that it went was they're telling us to shut it down. And if we were open, we would get in trouble because somebody in the neighborhood probably telling us anyway. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. That was the vibe. Gotcha.
0: Mm-hmm. I forget the timeline of COVID myself. Like, I forget yeah. if the mask mandate came and then there was a shutdown and then the mask mandate again. Because I kind of feel like it was a shutdown. It was a shutdown. And then the, and mass, then the mask mandate. It was a shutdown. So, like, did mm-hmm. you open up again after the shutdown?
1: So, after... Uh we tried in april they were still kind of like going back and forth like it was in the air but it was like we were kind of going back and forth i think we tried to have a couple classes with masks um didn't that didn't really go over which well, i can't, you can't imagine can yeah. with yoga i hated
0: going to the gym with masks yeah, it was you insane can. it's a completely yoga, unhealthy it
1: doesn't make any fucking sense yeah like
0: the whole point of yoga is like breathing yes, and the stretching whole which is breathing.
1: Like... yeah and like it it was just like it i was i was like there's no point in this so we did have to I was really not happy with it, but we did have to enforce the masks. Um, It felt out of integrity for me. That was what I think started getting me after a while was like, I don't have the ability anymore to be out of integrity with what I believe in. So how can I follow the, I, how can I enforce these rules on anyone? I couldn't, it was really difficult to like think of that. We lasted until that summer they started allowing people to come back into like yoga studios, but you had to do everything outside. So we t- started having to do yoga classes outside. No mask. Um, some people could wear Yeah. Without masks, without Thanks. masks. So yeah, cause, it, cause for a while you could come into the studio with masks on, but then they canceled that again. And then it was like only outside. And yeah. then it was like, it was really, really strange, and like our studio was a hot studio, so like going outside, it wasn't getting—you weren't getting the benefits right. of it, you know. Wait,
0: so you had to do a hot studio with a mask? Yeah, on?
1: people will come in with masks. Like the yeah.
0: one sweating, mm-hmm. right? Sweating. I've done yeah, one. Yeah, I've done it yeah. a couple times. Yeah, it's like a hundred so degrees in there. Extremely
1: dangerous. It's extremely dangerous. Yeah. What? Yeah, I know, I know, and it was like, and and at the same and like as now, if that were to be the case, because we've evolved so much in the past two years, if that were to be the case you would just not, like, it would be normal to be like, I'm not fucking wearing a mask during that. But at that time, people right. were like, okay with it. Or they were like, or it was that energy of like, you somebody might freak out on you if you don't have a mask on. Yeah. Like, you, you, it was really, really weird. Yeah.
0: Man, could you imagine, let's say this is 2019, before COVID hits, mm-hmm. and for whatever reason, what do you call people, is hy- hypochondriac afraid mm-hmm. of?
1: Mm -hmm. illnesses, Mm -hmm. like
0: imagine you're a hypochondriac and you own a yoga studio and you say in my studio, you have to wear a mask while doing hot yoga. The world would be like, this is an accident waiting to happen. Like that's terrible.
1: Well, it's like everything that they signed the waiver for is gonna fucking happen now. And I actually am not prepared to do CPR. Like I don't, I don't want to do that. Yeah. That's crazy. It was a mind fuck. It was such a mind fuck because everything that I balanced within myself, was almost being shown outwardly that it was crazy. And it was like trying to remember who you were during that time was really difficult. Yeah, that trying to not... hold your integrity during that time was really difficult. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Earlier when you said like the integrity of enforcing mm-hmm. something you don't believe in, it again made me think of how like these rules uh, made us turn against ourselves, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and you know, it's like,
1: you had to fall in line a little bit and yeah. that was the worst part because yeah. we were so past that. I think there was a lot of good that came out of that, but it was, I, I look back and I was thinking about this last week. It was really traumatic. And I know for me, I went into freeze mood, like my nervous system went into freeze mood and I honestly don't All know right, So as out. a non, as a yeah.
0: regular vibrational person, yeah. what is freeze mood? So mode freeze
1: mode's like when you experience a traumatic event, whether it's, Big or not doesn't matter. Your body responds to something that it feels unsafe in and it starts to shut down. So you go fight, flight, or freeze. So a lot of people with the fear mode were going fight. So that's why they were fighting everybody all the time.
0: On both sides. On both sides,
1: yeah. But for me, I got to freeze because it got to the point where it was like, I couldn't do anything. I was watched all the time. I felt like it was big brother. Like it literally, I felt like it was like there was camera everywhere. And you, You just start to, you have to shrink yourself in order to not be seen. And so that's what it felt like. It felt like I had to shrink myself and I went into freeze mode. And what happens when your nervous system goes into freeze mode like that, you have to, you have to work yourself out of that. Or you start to condense yourself in all parts of your life and you start to shut down, you start to feel numb, you start to feel like, you know, life's not worth living, you don't get out of bed. Like it starts to turn into depression. And that's what happened for me. And it was like, I remember being like really mad about that because you know, there's a lot of things in our lives that we can overcome. Say, like, we have, like, abusive families or friends or something, and we get into free mo- freeze mode. But when the entire world is the thing that's making you freeze, yeah. how do you get out of that? Where do you go? You couldn't even go into nature. So where right. do you go, you know? Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. Sorry, that's
1: a little deep. No, <laughs> a little it's, heavy. It's,
0: no, I'm, I'm really thinking about it. And yeah. I think I think what you're describing – resonates with a lot of people and mm-hmm. like a stat that wasn't very broadcast very much is like mm-hmm. the suicide rate like they went straight up. up yeah i don't know about depression rates but you know i i know myself like i wasn't in my happiest state mm-hmm. you know um i had a little different you didn't experience feel
1: free. You didn't yeah feel exactly free. yeah mm-hmm.
0: i had a little different experience because like i was used to working by myself and stuff like that but yeah. um yeah I, I you know it's funny too like Bringing back to what I mentioned earlier, like, I always felt a little bad, like, you know, uh, not feel bad, you know, but like, because everyone was stuck at home. Yeah, like, I, I always joke like they they used up all of YouTube until they got to the very end of it. Yeah. And then they started watching me. So my channel kind of blew up yeah. over YouTube. Um, which probably explains mm-hmm. the depression. People mm-hmm. were watching my videos. They're like, God, this, this is what I have to resort to. But it was, it was No, like,
1: they were probably like, he's the only thing keeping me alive. Yeah, right now.
0: No, I don't know about that. Um, but, like, it was a weird experience where, like, I was like, I found my first bit of success mm-hmm. during COVID yeah. as the world was going through that. And, and, but at the same time, like, socially and, like, exactly what you said, the um, – it, it, I didn't feel free. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't feel like I could just go places. Like when I will walk into a store and, you know, if my, I, I try to avoid confrontation, mm-hmm. you know, and like, look, I, I didn't understand the man. And, and again, you know, we have to understand we're talking at, at different points in this thing because, mm-hmm. you know, I remember um being uh you know like wiping down packages Mm -hmm. you know like just giving it a wipe you know Mm because I didn't know and then that went away quick but like after a while I'm like all right like I can't do this mask thing forever like this doesn't make any sense and especially like seeing my grandmother not care about I'm like if she's not going to care about it right she's been on death's door for 10 years you (laughs) know like (laughs) Like, yeah and and that was a cool experience too like just kind of seeing that confidence and like basically like like I said at death's door and she's like willing Mm -hmm. to to face it I'm like she would rather be at the casino mm-hmm. and die in two months yeah. and be stuck at home yeah. for two years yeah. you know mm-hmm. and and that was another thing that like really made me think like quality of life mm-hmm. basically and it's like and i think that's where i got to the point of and my woman actually the same buddy who uh they yelled at him that, for being yeah. ugly um he which again she's not, well, she ugly. not ugly. yeah <laughs> but he's a good looking dude uh but anyway we he, just want to
1: clarify yeah just so you know we see you. yeah
0: <laughs> um but he i my friends they don't Okay. They make fun of me, but like, I'm a big hand washer. Mm -hmm. I've always, when I started working Mm -hmm. working for myself, I was like, if I ever get sick, that's like, I, I don't get sick pay. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I can't afford to get sick. I don't have good health insurance. Like I just need to stay healthy. You know, I can't miss day work. And so I'm always big on washing hands. And he was like, he was like, I'm shocked that you're not very pro mask, you Mm -hmm. know? And it's like, look, in an ideal world, everybody wears a mask at all times except mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. you know what i mean like yeah. i'm fine with that yeah. you know i don't need yeah. to see everyone's face as long as i could not wear a mask. Yeah. and it's just like i recognize that's unfair you can't right. expect someone else yeah. to do that but like like you're saying the like cu- i really like what you said at the very beginning um where it's like it was it's it's unnatural like it's yeah. against your instinct yeah. to have your mouth covered yeah. if i were to cover your yeah. mouth you'd slap my hand yeah. away you know yeah but we're voluntary. And again, like if it sounds dramatic, and people are like pro-mask, we're like, well, it's not that you can still breathe. You can, but it's not ideal. Right. You know what I mean?
1: And and what does it say? Like if so, if you were to put your hand in front of my face, it's not so much that you were trying to make me stop talking. It's that you thought you you are making me small. You know, and that's the that's – the, you're trying to make me small. Oh, and yeah, like, yeah. it's like a power – it's almost like a power play. You're yeah. trying to take something from me. And I don't think people understand – the energy uh, behind these types of things like like it actually and that's what I learned because I think I always understood the energy behind these types of things but it really showed me that year like if the entire world is watching you you get smaller it's just how it is like and it does affect you putting on a mask does make you feel smaller it makes you want to shut up yeah so it, yeah, it, and it affects you psychologically. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and I think like whatever we just went through, it was warfare. That's what it felt like. It felt like psychological warfare. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: it was wild. Mm-hmm. You know, at some point in my life, I'm trying. I keep thinking, I imagine walking into the Giant near my house, which is that was like my COVID outing. Mm-hmm. I would walk to the Giant and either get like a case yeah. of water or I'd
1: always oh. dress up to go to the store. Oh, really? <laughs> I'd always dress up. I'd be like, this is my only way to stay out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep.
0: That was another thing, me crate. Now that I'm just remembering it. The only vegetables I would ever eat is like when I was being responsible, I would go to the salad bar mm. giant, but they closed the salad yeah. bar and they closed the gyms. And mm. I remember thinking like, all right, you're taking away vegetables and you're taking away gyms yeah. in the name of public health. Yeah. Like Those what? Take
1: any yeah, that yeah. was crazy.
0: Um, but I remember walking in there and, you know, I cheat with the mask a little bit because I did. I was just not comfortable mm. with it. And I, I would feel like people were watching. And, mm-hmm. and you know, again, it's, it's probably, it's something I think about a lot with social media. It's like you feel like people are watching, but mm-hmm. they're probably not.
1: Probably not, yeah. But the state yeah. of the
0: world yeah. just had you feeling yeah. like, you know, maybe. Now is mean, your
1: nervous system on alert. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. exactly. You can't live like that. And now, did anyone actually call the studio that you know of? um. Because, and what I'm getting at is maybe they didn't, but, like, if you're seeing on the news every mm-hmm. day, and if you're seeing the paper every day, like, this is how it has to mm-hmm. be, uh, yada, you're going to be, like... Yeah. Uh, you're going to think everybody's out to get you, even yeah. if nobody is, yeah. you
1: know? We, I, there was a couple times, because there was a few sessions for close family members that I still did at the studio on the deal, because I was seeing them, like, I was seeing them, because I had to keep money coming in. Yeah. So... Um, I did healing sessions at the studio and there was a few times where there would be like a lady, um, there was this one lady that would come up to the door and she would like look in and she'd be like, what's going on in there?
0: Oh my yeah. Gosh. So
1: like, it was like, it was almost like it attracted it, but I mean, it was, it was a tough experience, but at the same time, it's like you said, like that was the, one of the best things that I've ever, that was one of the cool, I manifest a yoga studio, like, I like, and I was able to have that experience, like, and then, like you said, it made you boom you know like it made me boom too i just had to drop first you know like like yeah like i had to drop first so So, what
0: was that like what was the decision to close it like how walk me through that i'm kind of curious like how was it was it like a no-brainer where it's like this just isn't gonna work or was it like i just you know was it hard was it i mean i'm sure it was hard but was it a hard decision to make or were you to the point where it's like there's really no choice
1: it was to for me it had been closed down for like um, six months and I had felt, I don't know how my partner had felt, Elizabeth had felt. I know she was trying to push through, but I had felt like I had, was just so broken down. I couldn't, mine was probably more emotional, but I was like, I, I'm so broken down. I don't feel, I could also sense that I didn't think it was going to stay, like do well because I could sense it wasn't going to be over for a while. You know, and it's, it wasn't it wasn't yeah. over until the um, early 2022. Yeah. So I could sense it was going to be over for a while. I just kind of felt beat down. And I remember calling Elizabeth and she was like, I have to make a decision. Like, should I keep this place open? And I said, I don't think I can do this. And she was like, well, I can't do it alone. And I was like, I feel like you could try to do it alone, but I can't do it. So. And she kind of felt the same way, like it was just going to be really take more money to keep open, you know
0: and you were right like you said two yeah. two more years or whatever. yeah
1: and it, that's what, and i we both felt relief when we made the decision yeah. so we both were like this was the best thing cuz we didn't realize it was going to last another cuz they kept saying it was only going to go this summer then it was only going i mean even this couple months ago i wasn't sure if i was going go to my, be able to go to my brother's wedding in july this summer yeah. you know so i um, we we were glad we did we just didn't want it to go like that right. you know? right to, for that to be the reason
0: hearing you say, like, I'm not sure if I'd be able to do it.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, I always try to think of other people's perspective and how things might sound. And, like, hearing that as somebody who's done what I've done in the past Mm -hmm. five years or whatever, uh, I guess I could call myself a business owner, but basically, like, self-employed, like, doing, like, this channel. You know, Mm -hmm. like, I kind of look at my channel as, like, a business. you know. And, like, I, I think about if I was, you know, 23 years old, before I had my own business or started out on my own. And when I would hear like people say like, oh, my business is my baby or stuff like that. Before I knew that, you know, if I, I might think like, oh, she just wasn't mentally strong enough to like do it. Or like she's mm-hmm. dream- being dramatic or it couldn't have been that hard. And like having the experience of, not even building something mm-hmm. honestly the hardest part of building something is probably starting it which yeah. is where you were at yeah. cuz by starting it it's not just like yeah. getting started it's like i think 2 or 3 years to get momentum. start something yeah gotta get momentum. um mm-hmm. like the starting phase of a business yeah. is like 2 or 3 years you know and so like to hear you say like i couldn't do it like i i hope you never feel like you know you weren't enough because I could not imagine, like, you know, again, this sounds dramatic, but, like, imagine your business like a baby and every day you're trying to make this baby grow this this will be a little too graphic yeah, so i don't want to no. say baby so i'll but use a tree though, yeah. imagine it's a tree yeah. where i'm about to go with this i don't want to <laughs> okay. but like imagine it's a tree and you're planting this tree and every day someone's coming with an axe and, knocking and, it down. and that's what it for the like. record in my mind i was like i was going to use the axe for you the, the baby. baby and now which yeah that. yeah exactly yeah. people people yeah. i would have been like yeah, 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 yeah. and they would be like this yeah.
1: is getting really yeah.
0: important but no it's like imagine trying to grow a tree and water yeah. a tree and you know fertilize yeah. or whatever and every day it feels like someone's yeah. just taking an axe to it and like I it's that's literally how i could imagine yeah. and like the few obstacles or roadblocks i've run into um with my channel i'm like that's what it feels like yeah. you know yeah but i never had to feel that every single day yeah from the weight of the world yeah. like literally yeah. the weight of the world yeah. you know and i just i can't imagine and uh yeah
1: that's wild. it's well you're right like we already in any business you you come up against that resistance anywhere like and you have to overcome it you have to expand your nervous system be able to handle it but i couldn't expand that quick to an entire world right like it's one thing to get knocked down by some people that are against your business or like you know it's but the entire world it was exhausting it was exhausting and not only that but they hit you with the axe too
0: yeah right you know like they didn't just
1: kill your business they killed they tried to kill you right
0: Right, so, they're against you your personal beliefs, yeah right? yeah
1: so it was like yeah it's smaller yeah it was it was it was definitely a big learning experience but you're right you're that's totally an right. interesting
0: way to look at it you know like I think of like you know what's that saying talk to the hands you yeah, know yeah. and it's like if you just have one voice yelling at yeah. you you can say talk to hand yeah. but the more voices that are yelling at yeah. you yeah. You're, you can only yeah. talk to hand yeah. so much before it gets past that right. and starts affecting and
1: you, I you mean, how strong how strong could you possibly be against that I mean i I have such strong beliefs, and I don't take anything personally. But it doesn't; it's exhausting. Yeah. It was better for my mental health, my physical health, yeah. to just drop it. And that's what they wanted, and that's what that's the sad part. Is what they, that's what they wanted, yeah. you know.
0: Yeah.
1: And it sucks because the neighborhood missed out on a really great thing. So when you
0: say you felt relief, like is there anything about it that like you feel regret or you wish you lasted longer or
1: not really only because I accept my path like I accept that there was other places that we needed to be and it was a really big learning experience and that she's like my best friend now um my partner but she but um and like if we literally manifested like the loan taken care of like afterwards and everything. It was really meant to oh, be. Wow. Yeah, so we knew we were on the right path. But there is always that feeling in the back of your mind, like we there was a yoga studio and we could have done like a whole amazing thing here. We had so many ideas, so many plans, yeah. it was beautiful. We like painted it, you know, we put the walls up and the floor in, you know, and then nail to the nail salon. Yeah. So, like, that's the only, I guess that's the only regret. It's just the missing of something that, like, a baby that you created and you weren't allowed to yeah. have it. Mm-hmm.
0: But it sounds to me where that feeling isn't so much of, like, you would have done something different. It's just something, like, something that could have been. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, there was I, nothing I, we could do. We, right, and we felt that. I mean. We felt and that.
0: So what I'm getting at, what I'm really interested in is the fact that, like, you said earlier how, like, you know, it puts you on a path. Mm -hmm. Basically, I find it so interesting. Um, I always think about regret and I think about people's fear of failure and how people deal with failure Mm -hmm. and, you know, how people look at failure because, you know, on paper, you would say the business failed, but talking to you Mm -hmm. here, it's, what do you say? You have to forgive me, but it was Mm -hmm. like, you had to get knocked down to get left up, you know? Mm -hmm. And you you hear a lot of people who talk about success and a lot of people with like a successful mindset don't look at failure as this like um, terrible thing, Mm -hmm. you know? They they almost embrace it. They almost see the positive in it. And, you know, I, I wonder if a lot of that has to do with the fact that it seems like you gave everything to this Mm -hmm. and you lasted as long as you could Mm -hmm. and the fact that when it stopped you felt relief like to me that's really jumping out to me because it's Mm -hmm. like it wasn't like it sounds at least where it wasn't like a feeling like oh I I wish I'd done more or whatever like the fact that you feel relief part of accepting failure or defeat is knowing that you left it all out there you know
1: yeah Um, yeah that you tried something so different yeah you know and you because that was the scariest part. I remember the night before we opened, you know, Elizabeth, were like, holy shit, our lives are going to change. And, like, it wasn't, we were excited, but we were so scared. Like, and we were terrified, and I was terrified. And, like, but I loved that. I loved that. I can't believe that happened. I can't believe that experience happened. I can't believe it. Yeah. So, I think. I think a lot of businesses closed for a lot of people and it doesn't discount the trauma that was involved in it. Like I think a lot of people have to feel what happened because I think you can't bypass that. It was fucking bad. But I think also God or whatever people believe in, there was a bigger plan for a lot of people. And I think sometimes the closing of their business led them on a better path. Mm -hmm.
0: Now, how do you move forward with that? Like, how do you think that's changed your path? Like Mm -hmm. how, how does that affect your mindset like you know mm-hmm. correct me if i'm wrong but i would guess this is like starting that business was probably the biggest mm-hmm. leap you've ever taken yeah. right mm-hmm. so you you took the biggest leap you could ever take mm-hmm. and then the most bizarre unimaginable thing happened like how do you how does that affect your mindset how do you come to terms with that basically yeah, yeah. and move forward
1: i'm still kind of coming to terms with it because i still i don't forget very easily and so like I'm still coming in terms with it because like i'm like still kind of mad at a lot of people in my life that like were part of that but it's a process it's a process
0: yeah Yeah,
1: it's a process there's just you just have to know that there's something more and i feel like there was there's something that more opened up for me from that like i know now that i would never in a million years ever sacrifice my integrity for not a government nobody i'd rather die than sacrifice my integrity so that's bad.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: i'd rather fucking die like then you can fucking find me but i didn't have that strength i had that strength back then but not on a global scale now i could take on the whole world yeah you know like my nervous system expanded to be able to handle that but at the time i, I wasn't able to handle it so it is it's a it's a process of learning experience but it does make you stronger it does that's interesting yeah mm-hmm yeah. It, badass. Yeah. it reminds me
0: of uh, of Will Smith uh, video that me and my roommate always watched in college. But it was like, you know, you got to be willing to die mm-hmm. for what you believe in. Yeah, you do. And, you know, you sound crazy. And I don't know. Will Smith is like definitely looking like a crazy man now. But like now
1: he's a lot of wisdom now.
0: You got to be like, I think that's the thing about success that people and, and I'm talking about like that kind of success, because in my mind, success is like being at peace being happy you know Mm -hmm. like if you can find a peaceful person if you're at peace with your own thoughts like you're a success Mm -hmm. you know um but like for people to get to the level will smith's at like you gotta be like crazy Mm -hmm. you know and uh he's like uh, one of the things we always said to each other was like you know if we he's like will smith is very competitive and so he's like if we get on a treadmill two things are going to happen you're going to get off first or I'm going to die yeah. because like, he's just so like gung ho on beating everybody around yeah. him and everything, you know, yeah. which I'm, I'm not like that. I'm like, I'll get off. I, you know what yeah. my worth as a person isn't how long I last on a yeah. treadmill. I'm the same way. Uh, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. but it's just, but it speaks to the fact of like the fact that like, again, like I wonder how I would feel about this before COVID or before I had my own business. Like, you might sound like a crazy person. Like mm-hmm. I'm willing to take on the world, mm-hmm. but like, it makes sense to me. Yeah. And like, I believe you. It's like, yeah. I like being willing to die for what you believe in. Like, I honestly believe that. And again, you know, mm-hmm. you talk about like when you get to that point, like on the verge of death, maybe yeah, you change yeah. your mind, yeah. you know, but I, I know that feeling where it's like, this is so important to you. Yeah. Um, that's wild. And I, so I guess it sounds like, that experience helped you find that in mm-hmm. yourself. Oh you know? yeah,
1: for sure. And it makes you it makes you more into the leader that you thought you were. That you know, I I feel I was always a leader, but now I'm a fucking leader. Yeah. You yeah. know, like now I can, you know, I can handle a lot of things. Yeah. So yeah, it definitely did. Yeah.
0: That's pretty cool. Yeah. I dig that. Listen, yeah. we've
1: overcome a lot the last two years, and I think a lot of people experience that on a global level. Like, not that they toughened up; they've just They've gotten so low that they're not willing to feel the way they felt at the beginning of COVID. There's a lot of people that were acting real fucking crazy, that have completely changed their viewpoint because they're like, because when you're down on the ground, like there's no there's nowhere but up. You have to keep you you realize what you're not willing to do anymore. Yeah, you know. So I think a lot of people experienced that. It just took the last two years to do it.
0: The thought of starting a business now, whether Mm -hmm. it's a yoga studio or a different business, like what? your feelings of that now like are you like mm. i would never do i would need another five ten years forever think yeah. about it or like
1: i'm in the process of opening myself back up to it but you have to there's a lot of doubt and that that rejection feeling that came that was amplified it didn't come from covid time but it was amplified during covid like is still there so it's yeah. like you have to overcome that. There's definitely still, I still have like a freeze response around it where I'm like, I don't know if I, I'll just give up. I don't want to do another business, yeah. but I feel myself lining up for another business. Cause that's yeah. what I came here to do is to create different businesses, you know, and yeah. create things, create babies, like create like my business babies. So I came to do, but you have to like, yeah, you have to overcome like that rejection yeah. mm-hmm. and that freezes you.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Like the analogy of like, you know, I think the baby analogy is like babies are like all innocent and helpless and like Mm -hmm. dependent on you. Um, But I think a big aspect of that is like a relationship, you know? Mm -hmm. And like when you say like, um, you know, again, I think the baby fits in. It sounded like an actual, an expecting parent. Like Mm -hmm. um, the night before we were terrified and excited because, and I'm like, you know, that's kind of like the night before you deliver a baby. I'm sure. You know? Yeah. And uh, I really feel like there's a whole, world of people like you who started something in the middle of COVID, mm-hmm. lost something because mm-hmm. of COVID, um, not even just a business, maybe their job, whatever it is. If, if someone to tell me, you know, I uh, asked a girl one out well, or I was married mm-hmm. and it didn't work out and I'm just scared to get back into the dating mm-hmm. pool. I'd be like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense, you yeah. know, and it's like you have a entire world of people. That had this metaphorical relationship with mm-hmm. their business or their work or mm-hmm. whatever was going on in their life. Yeah. And their it whole was, lives. It was mm-hmm. jacked away from yeah. them. And, you know, just like a divorce. Oh, I, I understand you're not over this relationship. Yeah, mm-hmm. I get it. You're mm-hmm. a little off. You know, mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's probably hard to get back out there. Yeah. You got to think the same thing that happened to these business owners or even not even business owners. Like if you lost your job, you know, you you probably have, you know, there's a huge thing about how there's not workers. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. I went to, uh, I used to work at P.F. Chang's. I went there with my dad and my brother the other day. The whole restaurant was empty.
1: Yeah.
0: Like, all right. It was half empty, but we had to wait 30 minutes. And I actually saw somebody who um used to work with there. And I started talking, to him. I was like, what's going on? He's like, we just can't get the staff in. Like yeah. there were tables yeah. to sit. Yeah. They just had nobody to work. And mm-hmm. I was like, man, I'll just go get my own food. I know, yeah. I know busy. and I know like, it's such a classic, uh, uh, you know, old person thing. Like nobody wants to work mm-hmm. these days, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw a funny thing where it's like, it was articles from like every decade about yeah. like people saying nobody wants to work yeah. anymore. Talking
1: about the younger generation. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's like mm-hmm. cliche.
0: But you actually see it, yeah. you know, and it, to me, it makes sense because just like if somebody lost a girlfriend and boyfriend is like, I don't mm-hmm. want to date for a while. The way these jobs yeah. and businesses were jacked from people, mm-hmm. it's like, why would somebody go and
1: respect that? Yeah. How, mm-hmm.
0: Why would they, you know, waste their time doing a job that's just going to, yeah. you know, on any given moment, yeah. be ripped away from them, you know?
1: That's how I felt at the studio too. It was like, how do I, how do we follow these rules when, and then have, still have respect? You know, how can people respect that when you can't even control your own business?
0: Right, but yeah, right, yeah, when you right,
1: right. But I think, too, like, a lot of people, like, I think it opened up people's eyes to the way that they want to live their life, and it's not to work in places that aren't in integrity. I guess. Yeah, yeah. But a lot of people, I guess, still just don't. Some people probably just don't want to work, too. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: Well, that was an, that's something I'm, like, Just, Mm -hmm. I don't know what the heck's going to happen, man. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know how these people... I'm actually, like, really... Obviously, with Uber, it's, like, you know, the pioneer of the gig economy. And, like, the whole gig economy's growing like crazy. And I think a lot of people are, like, quitting their jobs at P.F. Chang's, which is more stable. And they're doing things like Uber and DoorDash, which is...
1: They want more freedom. Which is cool. Mm
0: -hmm. You know, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But it's, like, you know, it's not... It it just kind of scares me in the long run yeah, about like because like Uber is very, it's just, you know, it, it's any business, you know, mm-hmm. you're going to there and it's, it's happening with Uber. I'm sure it's going to happen with all these other ones. Like bit by bit, the earnings are just going lower mm-hmm. and lower cause they know they can get away with it. And like, you know, at PF Chang's, you wouldn't be able to do that, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because it's like, I have a steady paycheck and I have Mm -hmm. like these hours to work. And if I'm working eight hours and I'm not getting what I was before, Mm -hmm. then I'm like, okay, let me find something else, you know? Whereas with Uber, I'm like, oh, I have this freedom. Well, Mm -hmm. okay, maybe I earned a little less this weekend because it wasn't a holiday Mm -hmm. weekend and this weekend was, you know, and Mm -hmm. it's like, well, maybe I earned a little less because I got unlucky or whatever Mm -hmm. it is, you know? So yeah, I'm like, I'm really nervous to kind of see like, I just don't understand how the world works.
1: I think people figured out like the, it opened up this creative outlet for people where they realized in order to survive, they have to, they have to create something of their own you know yeah 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 and, they, and that's the only way you're going to survive because something they could be taken away from you exactly. right. like any job could be taken away from uh, you unless you yeah. create your own well, I, I feel like I i, I like covered a lot my brain's like fried I know and I just <laughs> I
0: really feel like I just got such an interesting perspective and um you know maybe I'm getting a little more high, bri- high vibrational you are I We're vibing. Speak. high vibrational <laughs> it really makes me think how messed up people yeah. might be from that and like you know, it's taken a
1: while to and, heal.
0: But it's really cool to hear how you can look at it and, like, you know, just see that, like, it it strengthens your resolve in the mm-hmm. sense that, like, mm-hmm. you know, you're better than you were before. You're stronger than you were before. More like, you, you basically know what you can withstand yeah. more, you know? Yeah. Um, well,
1: it shows you that the power of the human spirit is what gets you to stay alive. Yeah. It's not anything else that happens in this world. It's your human spirit that... Yeah. Your
0: spirit i think that yeah that's cool
1: yeah
0: well look i really want a cheese so steak let's go get a it all steak. right but do you want to is there so i know moving forward you're like you do sessions basically yes. vibrational oh, sessions that's
1: right yes energy healing sessions yeah and i do like group stuff and i also teach yoga so obviously. okay You gotcha. find me on i i dot m am dot the dot uh, thirteen underscore. <laughs> I'll put it in the description. Oh, uh, yeah. uh, you can find my stuff on there if you're if you're interested. Yeah, but, mm-hmm. that's really cool. Yeah, yeah.
0: I I know I've seen some of your posts and it's very like uh. It's, it's a the little out
1: there sometimes. but... Meta
0: or like spiritual or yeah. it's just mm-hmm. very like there's certain things I'm like man that that's pretty yeah. interesting you yeah. know. Yeah,
1: it's a little. You're out very there. in
0: tune with the world. Like yeah. it's very like, and I believe that I I could never explain it but. Like things have an energy. I was just saying, like a, a stand-up comedian is really good at like feeling the room. Yeah, you know? the channels. Mm-hmm. And
1: it's it's, yeah. it's
0: There's definitely something there. And I know I've walked into parties and it's like a really good vibe. Mm-hmm. Or I've walked into parties. and I'm like, man. I should get these, the work at yeah, it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. there's some something, yeah. uh, something is up here, and yeah. I don't want to find out what's gonna happen. Or you, you walk know? down
1: into the woods when you should have ran.
0: Yeah. Right. right <laughs> you know. And there's guns going. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Like. I definitely believe that is, like, a thing, um, and your your page really dives into that, yeah. and it's like, mm-hmm. it really makes me think, like, oh, yeah, that, that yeah. does kind of make sense.
1: Yeah, just living in integrity, that's all we got to do, mm-hmm. even like if it's it. weird. The power of the human spirit is what keeps you going, nothing else.
0: I like it. Cheesesteak time. Cheese-steak Let's time. Ride. Here we are at Steve's Prince of Steaks. There is a lot of people to say Steve's is better than Pat's and Gino's. I heard that as a little 16 Mm -hmm. year old in Delco and we printed out our Google Maps and we drove up Mm -hmm. to Steve's and I forget what we said if it was better than Pat's or Gino's or not, but they actually had, this is really fitting, I didn't even think of this until now, Mm -hmm. they actually had a center city location which was always popping at the end of the night. Mm-hmm. After a little night, it, uh, me and my buddy would always go to Drinkers, oh, yeah. and we walk over to Steve's, but it shut down during COVID, yeah. so right uh, it's fitting that we're doing Steve's that closed down in Center City, yeah. being talking yeah. with a business owner who was shut down by COVID, but original location yeah. in the Northeast, which is still alive and thriving yeah. so we were unsure of uh whether we go whiz or american okay, we're gonna split them yeah, there yeah, we go so right away the presentation yeah. it's dripping with the yeah. cheese for sure i'm down with it I'm down i love with the it. amount of cheese yeah i will say though looking a little slabby yeah, definitely little slabs slabby. of meat yeah
1: not chunks not chunks i'm, I'm a mm-hmm. chopped
0: up guy myself yeah, i agree they went slab but they went light on the meat yeah. which you might think they're dripping it but in reality no they're they're being smart
1: they know the cheese the bread to meat ratio yeah exa- exactly exactly that's like what it comes that. down to mm-hmm.
0: it's, it's good it's very moist i, I mean it's dripping look at it. it's, it's driven it's literally you literally
1: dripping oh my
0: god that's a beautiful thing
1: that's literally beautiful
0: nice and it's drippy. literally
1: like the fountain of youth man it's
0: really good i'm surprised it's just
1: like you it's it My. it's not like blowing my mind but it's like i'm like i would if i was hungry for a cheese stick, i would get this like all the time i know yeah.
0: Real mm-hmm. Yep, I'm ready.
1: Thank
0: you. Oh crowd, thank you.
1: You have to tell me which one you like better.
0: Alright.
1: You will know better than me.
0: I think I like the whiz better.
1: Do you? Okay, yeah. hold on, let me try.
0: You like the, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: mm It's more cheese sticky.
0: and I think with, with the American and the slab, mm-hmm. you're not getting as much cheese coverage no, as you no. are with the whiz. Mm-hmm.
1: I feel like... It's a little more bland than American. But it's good, but it's a little more bland.
0: Discovered a cheesesteak truth. Yeah. If you're going slab, Mm -hmm. you got to go whiz. If it's chopped up, you throw the American on it, Uh you chop it up, the cheese gets gets all in in there. there. Mm -hmm. But with this, wow.
1: It doesn't sit right.
0: Whiz for slab. Look at that. Cheesesteak world, hope you're paying attention because we just gave you the secret.
1: You cannot take that. We've trademarked it. We is need a the saying. Word? The slab fits,
0: go with whiz whiz. Wit. <laughs> <don't
1: know. laughs> <laughs> I just put all over the bar.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the American's very dry. I this. think
1: I also ate the side with marshmallow though, I'll be honest.
0: Mm. Yeah. Well, you know, that speaks to how uneven.
1: <laughs> you know, kidding.
0: this is not consistent. Come on, Steve's. I'll let you go first.
1: Okay. American's an eight, whiz.
0: A little under a nine i would
1: say b plus a little under a nine is that is so that like, how it works like is it
0: eight b minus b plus yeah okay yeah. so like eight nine mm-hmm. you would say mm-hmm. eight nine all right I'd say. i like look,
1: satisfying but not my favorite
0: i'm actually gonna give the american oh shit. i think i'm gonna give it a 6.5 maybe oh, we're going into d
1: category
0: cheese coverage wasn't consistent like you said mm-hmm. you had to decide with yeah, more cheese yeah
1: i just more cheese mm-hmm. slab
0: i don't like it Honestly, it'd probably be lower, but just the experience of the Northeast and mm-hmm. Steve's, you gotta at least like not make it failing. The whiz though, I think eight nine's a great score. Yeah. I'd probably uh you know, just to be a little critical and not the same, I'll go eight eight. Okay. Um so yeah. I think it's right yeah. there. Like you said, not the best. Yeah. But uh better but better yeah, better than
1: the rest. Not yeah. the best, better than the
0: rest. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's yeah. a it's a prince. It's the a help. prince of a steaks, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Cheesesteaks with Mary Pat, the gem of the Northeast. Thanks Bye. for coming on Cheese Takes Work. Thank you.